It's Darth Vader, watch out! And he's got a lightsaber! It's Kenner's Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. I got you now, Ben Kenobi. With R2-D2 and C-3PO, there's even Chewbacca and Han Solo. Someone's coming, Chewie. Who's there? It's Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. Now I know the Force is with us. Darth Vader, R2-D2, C-3PO, and other Kenner Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. everybody and welcome to Geek Fest Trance. My name is Carlos Perone and today I have James with me. Say hi James. Hello, hello. Well, we are once again dipping back into our toy collecting side and normally when James and I get together and do a toy collecting show we're usually somewhere in his attic or in his garage somewhere in the vault. You know, this time digging, we're in your vault. Right, we're digging through it's his stuff. It's a little stuff. smaller, but it's got a lot more stuff. Right, I'm, I'm, I have less material, but I'm able to display a lot of it. And the particular thing we're going to talk about today is something that we hope that we can expand on on future episodes. No big mystery. We're going to talk about vintage Star Wars <laughs> action figures, which is what we are always... If you hadn't guessed already. Yeah, we, but here's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about the original, what is commonly referred to as the 12 bags. This is the first official wave of Kenner action figures and how they are different. And now let's, first of all, make uh, a statement here that we always make, you know, this is something that should be understood whenever we do any kind of show. And that is that we're not experts, but we're also, we're not newbies either. Yeah, we have, I have the actual stuff. I bought them myself, (laughs) you know, 37 years ago. And even for James, that's something that even back then he was opening. So it's not like now where we might be talking about something that's never been opened. This is stuff that he had to play with it and he had to open it. (laughs) I was a kid at one point. You know, when when they arrest him and and have him, you know, take him to court, he's going to have to swear that, yes, I have opened (laughs) these figures. But the point that we're trying to make here is that when it comes to variations on these figures, when it comes to specific facts about how many were manufactured and how many different types, we cannot go that deep into it because we are not experts at that. There are so many websites out there and you guys can look them up and I'll try to even include some of the links if I can remember some of them. But... You can take one simple figure. You take a simple Luke Skywalker figure, for example, the most iconic, basic, original figure, and you will find seven, eight, nine different variations on molding, color, clothing, lightsaber, you know, you name it, belt. There's going to be so many variations. But we will try to hit a few of the most common variations that some people are aware of, Again, if you're a hardcore super collector, I warn you now, we are going to miss Change some. the channel now. <laughs> uh, the reason why we're doing this episode also is because recently I've gotten another one of these books that comes out every, I don't know, 10, 20 years. <laughs> they don't really come that often because uh, they're not usually that great. But recently they put out a new one called The Ultimate Guide to Vintage Star Wars Action Figures. Again, this is not an official Lucasfilm or Hasbro or Kenner book. This is a collector who is you know, into writing books about toy collecting. And he, and this particular book deals with just vintage Star Wars. His name is Mark Belomo, and he just put out this book. Uh, now, is that a vanity type of press and that he he printed? Because people can do that now, or is it an actual, like... Well, no, uh, this is a company, that, Krauss Publications, that, yeah, I think that, I've heard that they maybe. do antique collectibles yeah. and toy price guides and stuff like that. And he has done, I believe in the past, some other books uh, possibly dealing with G.I. Joe, I think, or Transformers. I like the book like that every few years. 
as a nice piece of reference. Yeah. Because there's people like us who've been there from the beginning who may have forgotten stuff or may even be able to write a book like that. And then every few years, new people jump in. And some people are jumping in and buying just general loose stuff. And they're interested to see what, they, what they're actually getting. There's some people that are kids that are getting their parents' collections or are interested in the movies now as they grow up. And there's other people that they'll collect anything and then they finally got into Star Wars and they want to know, you know, where they're at least starting from or what they're, you know, what to look for. You know, I have a feeling, though, that there are so many figures, so variations, when people just talk about and books of variations, mm-hmm. and I think the book says it and a couple other people have said it to us, Sometimes the variation comes from a guy who just happened to be painting <laughs> differently that he, day or he had hung the hiccups, up, hiccups, hiccups, hung he, over he missed a person. So I don't really put a lot of faith in like that type of variation. Variation or variants or errors or things that I talk about that are important to me that we will touch on one of them is something like the uh, Vinyl Cape Jawa. Right, right. That's something that's, that, that, that's... That's a big game changer. <sighs> yeah. Completely changed the line. Everybody, you know, if they... At the time, if it was the modern era of collecting, people would have been going nuts for it. $100 on eBay right away. <laughs> Back then, people didn't even know. You know, if you had a Vinyl Cape one versus a Cloth Cape one, you thought, well, maybe I found a weird one. Right. And now, when you get to the subject of references, like you said, this is a good reference book. I, I like the pictures. I wouldn't... Well, no, that's the thing. I wouldn't treat it as the Bible. This isn't the Bible of Star Wars collecting. And there really isn't one. And there isn't one. The other book that I would reference a lot is the Steve Sansweet action figure archive book, which came out a while back. It's the silver book that, yeah. that not you know, only... It's still, I think they still advertise it on Amazon. Right, right, right. You can still buy it. It's on eBay. It kind of dips into the 1990s also because it has the newer Hasbro side of Kenner, but it also has a big, big chunk of material on the original you know, Kenner line. And again, it's a great book. If all of a sudden I'm like uh, looking for an accessory that I'm still trying to you know, reconstitute my original vintage line and it's like well what kind of a gun did so-and-so have you know I and run you can't th- ask me right. because mine are in the vault well you're, you're in the vault uh, <laughs> you know with the laser beams and the and the sharks with lasers tom cruise couldn't get through that <laughs> and instead of going on the internet which you could go in the internet and it'll take probably about 30 seconds longer you just open up the book find that particular character and you see exactly and the good thing about the steven sansweet book is that it also gives you all the card backs yeah, which is something like. that this new book doesn't have too many of and that's kind of like what our show is today we're, we're right we're referencing the 12-back. We're going to reference the actual 12-back line. And, the, and by 12-back, we mean the first 12 action figures that came out. It is considered the first wave, if you will. Even though... Not counting the early bird set. Right. Not counting the earlier. We'll talk a little bit about the early bird set. But the other book that I would reference, I don't own it, but I know that the diehard people love this book. It's something that I believe it's referred to as the Kellerman collecting book. This is, I believe, a hard... Sally Kellerman for Match? No, no, no. This is a different Kellerman, I believe. But it's supposed to be like the ultimate book when it comes to Star Wars vintage collecting. That might be close to the Bible. And that is something that if you're interested in, you're going to pay for... You're probably going to spend at least 200 bucks on eBay because apparently it hasn't been republished in a very long time. But it's like, again, this is like high-end stuff here when you're dealing with that book. Very interesting. That that people would find that one to be the end-all and be-all. Well, the term 12-back, again, refers to the first 12 figures that were pictured on the back card of their line, the initial line. And the initial pictures were basically artist rendition. Correct. Going back to what James said earlier, the first manner that you could get your hands on any sort of action figure was the early bird set. Tiny tots. We've talked about the early, well, (laughs) we we talked about the early bird set back when we were at your house and we were talking about how this thing was released and how it came out and yada, yada, yada. 
But that only gave you four, right? Yes. Four figures. No cards. No cards. A backing board. You know, a little stand. Some little stickers. A little card that you could cut off the uh, stand and mm-hmm. kind of like a little, little trading card type of situation. And a certificate. You mailed away the certificate. You got the figures in an undisclosed time later. I'm pretty sure mine came by December or January. I think we picked it up in October-ish, September, October. It might have even been August. I mean, uh, it's been a long time. I don't remember that day on my diary. And then the figures show up in a white box, a little, little uh, foam, a little, not even foam. It was kind of like that sheet plastic tray and came with little, uh, little stand pegs to put in your uh, stand. And I mean, that just changed my life. It's, it's funny how we're still sitting here in 2014, 15 and having... Now, so much fond memories of this, and it was really an important part. Like, it, where were you with JFK? Now, does that mean that you did not buy the carded Luke because you already had the early bird? I did buy a carded Luke because okay. I like the picture. Okay, but I didn't. I didn't originally buy it. No, sir. I uh, my first cards came when the next bunch came out, and they they were in Luke and Leia, and those guys were included. But the next bunch was Han, Death Squad Commander, Ben Kenobi. C-3PO, and the Stormtrooper. Right, right. Now, the uh, the early bird, like you said, you had Luke, Leia, Chewie, and R2. That's all you got? Some and their weapons, and their and and accessories. And, accessories. and the funny thing about that is, the accessories, while some people could have gotten possibly the uh, extended lightsaber mm-hmm. with the carded packages, it was much harder to find them that way. But you could get, when you got the early bird set Luke, you did get the, uh, tell they call it the telescoping lightsaber. And that's more common of where you would have gotten it. If you had the early bird set, you had right. that, or you either had a reproduction later years. But few people did find them in the 12 back set. Right. And speaking of which, let's start with Luke because he is kind of like the central yeah. character of this whole thing. He might not have been the Code first one on the line. figure one. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> the biggest thing about Luke that makes him rare, other than the fact that it's the first figure, if you want to call him, because he's the most important figure in a way, is this whole double telescoping issue. When the lightsabers were produced... Uh, they were built into the arm. They're not like now where they're separate. Yeah, they thought it was cool to put it in there. It would have a little motion. It just slides out. It's and that was the original him. intent. The original intent was to do double telescoping. At some point, they switched for whatever reason. But let's explain how double yeah. telescoping works. You have a, in Luke's case, it was yellow, which was actually a bit of a mistake, but it aesthetically went with his look, the earth tones. Uh, yeah, and uh, in his arm, there's a little handle, part of the lightsaber. There's a little gully. You push the lightsaber out and it extends and then you would use your finger and you'd pull out the smaller the portion part, yeah. and it would extend to, I don't know, two inches at the most. Well, according to some of the pictures I've seen, uh, the lightsaber could almost reach the ground in terms of where the action figure stands. So it, it telescopes almost to double its size, yeah. if you will. So that was actually pretty neat having seen what they eventually switched to, which only a little portion of the small part extended, maybe... Uh, a quarter of that extra length. So it kind of put a damper on the the amount of lightsaber, you know? Right. It, it, it no longer had a double telescoping action. It was a single telescoping My action. My lightsaber was bigger than a lot of the other well, kids. Well, the single telescoping motion, like you said, only allowed it to come out about three quarters out, but it did have two separate diameters, if you will. Yeah, so it kind of exactly. looked like it had a sort of a point, a fake point. Now, we it was can only, neat. It was neat that they were able to do that. Had they thought about it a little better, just making a lightsaber. We can only speculate that the reason they stopped doing it is because, I guess, it was too difficult to mold two different pieces and people would be losing one piece. Because so you could take out, if you remove the 
telescoping lightsaber from the gully, you can push it back. You could push the smaller yeah. portion back and pull it out. And maybe people lost it. it maybe just, it was a choking hazard. And But I'm sure it's probably a money situation. And it probably was just cheaper to right. say, hey, we can just do this and cut the middleman out. And somebody, we have to pay somebody to put the little portion in right, in the, right. in the when factory. When you can just mold one piece and That's a lot of kids it. that they have to employ. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, back in uh, 77, you know. As James mentioned, yellow. It's a little difficult to try to figure out why they went with yellow when the movie clearly has Luke with a blue lightsaber. A lot of the speculation is that maybe when they were producing the figure, they had no completed effects. For, yeah, exactly. To look or at. perhaps they only had black and white stills. Black with. and white stills, or maybe some of those test rotating lightsabers they were using might have had a flash of yellow, and they figured, well, yeah. it must be yellow then. You're not going to get a clear answer to this. There's so much speculation and out there. And that had to be... They had to rush these guys into production because they knew they were making figures, but they didn't know Star Wars was going to be so big. So that's why the early bird set, you basically were buying a certificate on a figure of an artist rendition of a figure. Now, the other variation, other than the telescoping lightsaber, as far as Luke is concerned, is I would say there's two major hair colors, yeah, if you These will. are the things that I do know and I, and I right. was aware of even as now, a kid. Now, as we mentioned earlier. You're going to find more. There's going to be more than two variations. The main variations are the blonde yellow hair, and then there is a kind of like a dirty brown, light brown yep. kind of hair. And a similar thing with his pants. Right. It, to, to me, that was noticeable, and it did register on my kid radar that, hey, something's different about this. I wonder why. Or the eyes. Some of them are painted kind of blackish, yeah. and some of them are painted kind of brownish. It's variations, That's, and a lot of it has to do, and this isn't just with Luke, and you're going to find that this carries on through the entire series of action figures. It depends on what color they molded that piece. So in other words, if the head of Luke is molded, for the sake of argument, flesh-colored, that means they have to paint the hair the yellow. Hair. But if the mold is yellow, they gotta paint that the means flesh. they got to paint the flesh. The eye, yeah. So that's where things get nuts sometimes. And, is and that I think if you look at any toy line or any mass production line, and I'm curious to go back to Barbie or G.I. Joe, which would be the big precursor to the Star Wars line, the you know the biggest Well, the large size. Yes. Yeah. And I just wonder what variations those guys have. Are there clothing variations? Are there uh, hair, paint job, weapon, or, uh, or accessory? Like, because when you mass produce anything, if you mass produce 20 Corvettes, and they're all supposed to be the same color, and they're all supposed to have the same accessories and options. There's probably still going to be things that you can say is different on yours that's different from mine. And they could be big or small. And hopefully they're not, you know, ugly or anything like that. So in this case, when people get all upset about, oh, mine doesn't have that or mine has this, look at that. It's important, I guess, if you're going to put a, a monetary value on every little thing that maybe the brown pants, there were less of them. So you'll pay more in a collector right. situation. But to me... It's just, okay, you but know, the, it's the, the luck of the draw. But what it, where we just talked about the molding color it also applies to legs and arms. If you have, for example, Luke, if you look at any one of his legs, the majority of the leg is kind of yellowish, the, the boot, the pants, and there's a little bit of white from that little... And you or the book or somebody recently right. told me that it was a factory situation too. It depends on where the factory was. It depends, was. Where it comes it depends from, on what country it came from. It all depends. So, you know, we, we really can't go that nuts into it but there are major differences that sometimes, like for example, I am looking for a dark hair original Luke just for the hell of it, you know? But I cannot get 15 different shades of Luke Skywalkers because that's, for me, that's a little too nuts. I know there are people out there doing it. 
I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah, I'm well, happy actually, for you. Actually, I love it the websites. Out, it brings out the uh, the differences. Yeah, and we yeah, get to I, see I love them. looking Somebody's at the websites the of people's pictures that they take. But I would never have known that there were that, that many that's just variations. Too, that's just too nutty for me. Next figure up, we have Princess Leia. Leia really doesn't have that much of a difference in terms of how many different crazy variations are out there. The costume that she's wearing, obviously now this we're dealing with vinyl capes, which is another thing that kind of carries through some of these original figures. The and controversy of yeah, the capes. Yeah, they're a, they're, a, they're a curse and actually a pretty cool accessory because they didn't have the ability to make as many cloth things probably back then for monetary reasons. And, you know, the soft goods, this is a plastics company and they're making them in a foreign country and they have to basically come up with these ideas. So I do recall them being pretty neat that it did represent a cape-like situation for the cape-wearing gentry. Mm -hmm. You also had her having an actual accessory that she could hold her own special gun, if you will, which yeah. kind of mimics was tiny, in a way the it was, one. It was tough to, it was tough it was to very keep an eye thin, on that. Very tiny. You could easily. A lot of people did lose them. It was and uh, and I'm sure and you want to know something that we're, I don't. I'm going to just touch on it very slightly. The original early bird guns had a different hue. Well, the than blues the ones, and the blacks. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, the early the early bird set had the blue ones, and then eventually, same thing with Chewbacca's bowcaster yeah, had a that, different different hue. That to happened, it. and then later the on, line, later runs. Sometimes they get they a tended little, to be black. They they, they switch, they change them for whatever reasons. What's also interesting is something that I always wonder about because I don't even remember like how well packaged these things were. Is do the capes get folded or raised up? When uh, they are packaged, oh, uh, I the think that, I think they fold them. They they make a small fold down on purpose. Yeah, so it's okay. supposed to be like a collar of sorts. Right, 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 right. Because like, Leia, Leia's actually had a hood in the back, her real outfit. Yeah, but, but they couldn't they make weren't that making at the a time. hood. Now had they, and I, it's possible had Kenner not pooped out on the run that they would have gone back and updated Maybe. some of their figures with possible. similar molds but more soft gooded hoods. That might have been a really neat thing as the power of the force continued. <laughs> Up next, we have Ben Kenobi. Ben has a similar situation to Luke in terms of he has a lightsaber, which originally, again, double telescoping, except his was blue, which actually matched his real lightsaber, which was great. However, the card back, or the card front, if you will, has him holding a yellow lightsaber. Again, they don't have the color right. They haven't figured out the color. It's funny because on one hand, they get the right color on the figure, but they get the wrong color on the card. Similar to Luke, same situation. They start out as double telescoping, and then they move on to with the one solid smaller piece because, again, probably easier to manufacture. The biggest difference that I've noticed with bends that are out there, aside from the many other smaller differences, is the color of the hair. Yeah, I didn't, as a kid, I didn't really know that, huh? I think I learned that like later because I thought that was an Empire variant, like when they remade him. Oh, okay. But it turned out there were some out earlier. Right. Apparently, there are white colored beard and hair color bends, which and is what gray I have. color ones. So that's something. If you are, you know, a variant collector, that's definitely something that will stick out and something that you might want to uh, look for. But I'm sure there's other little differences too that you know you might want. Now, the big baddie of the show is Darth Vader possibly one of the largest figures also tallest figures uh, manufactured same problem here double telescoping and then single telescoping at They're this point of the line they must have been very early releases or I, I don't have an extended ben or vader i have the regular mm -hmm. with vader as far as i can tell 
there might be some variance in terms of the way they they might have painted his chest plate. Some people also uh, claim there's a, a variant in terms of the plastic used. Some use harder and some use softer plastics, especially for the helmet, for all that detail on the helmet. And it's funny, though. Some, some I've of never them have different that. smells. Really? It's weird, but some of the figures smell like nothing. <laughs> and some of them have a more plasticky or chemical type smell. More. I do remember... The one that still stands out to this day, and it still has a s- different smell to it, it hasn't worn off, <laughs> is the TIE fighter pilot, mm. which is not a 12-back figure, but it's just ironic that it's almost like... It's decomposing. <laughs> it, it's very... Could you imagine you open up a bin of figures you've saved and you have goop? <laughs> oh. Well, there are a lot of problems resulting from sunlight and heat, apparently, that anything that's white, your uh, stormtroopers, your R2s, that they start to yellow on you, and they start to yellow, the cards start to yellow if you even have the mint in card. You know, that's something that, that's a whole other issue. It breaks people's hearts. If they've done everything they can, and the cards just naturally turn yellow. And that's a similar problem if you're a collector of other things, like comic books. Comic books. You could save the comic book the best, but if you use the wrong backing board, or a (laughs) uh, crappy... uh, Plastic, the ultraviolet uh, covers. Yeah, and, I mean, that, uh, there's there's whole industries that you know prey on people who to make sure they buy the right ones, and I'm sure they actually are good. But if you bought some inferior bag, <laughs> you're done for. Up next, we have Han Solo, which is probably one of the most common variants out there that most people might be aware of, and that is there's a small head and a large head Han Solo. Now, some people claim that the Large head was produced because it's supposed to look more like Harrison Ford. <laughs> to me, I don't see it, and it makes his head completely out of proportion with his body. Well, I love the small one. That's what I had. That's what I had. Uh, it was just right. But the large one makes him look like he's like a kooky person. He's got like a crazy it, haircut. His, hits, yeah, his haircut his hair's looks, too big. It, it, it wasn't my cup of tea, and I actually disavow that one it's also very thin if you think about it his legs are very narrow compared to luke anyway if luke is the model this guy is a little on the slender side maybe it was a an original manufacturing error because when you look at the future han solos they're bulkier heftier characters and you know the character didn't really like get big <laughs> physically bigger no it's Not just probably probably they said hey look this is this seems to work maybe different artists were working on the line at the time mm-hmm. and well, it doesn't. It doesn't upset me, in that respect. That there's like I think a lot of people. They, oh, it needs. But if you look what you've got with the He-Man line back in the uh, well middle nineties, that's a whole other. Not, a, and I don't mean He-Man. I mean the Star Wars figures that look like well, yeah. Luke make Luke look like He-Man. Well, don't get me wrong. When we get to the uh, Jedi line, I'm going to mention the fact that they that the, some characters are starting to bulk up, unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> up next, we have C-3PO again. One of these. Very important characters. Probably one of the best ones, I think, manufactured in terms of, you know, for that year, the fact that they were able to come up with a golden metallic action figure, you know, your typical five points of articulation, but great detail on that figure. Not too much variation. There seems to be a slight variation in color. Some people say that you might find a more silverish, like a light gold, as opposed to a darker gold. I have not yet seen that. No big deal, but no, but, I, but one of, one of my, my favorites. Yeah, I think he was always really nice. Some of his deco might not have been exactly an exact match to the character, mm-hmm. but I thought it was pretty realistic. Right, and, they couldn't and as as one of the main characters of the movie. They couldn't do the dark wiry stomach yeah. thing because that would have been, I guess, 
too expensive to paint them that way because when they do the vac metalized process, it probably vac metalizes everything. And his counterpart would be R2, which again, for the time, you know, you got a character, you have, you have an action figure that you can click, you can turn his head and makes a clicking sound and the legs are, you know, are articulated. The only variance I could think of at the time for something like R2 apparently is in the how chromey how chromey the vac metalized process for the head was apparently some are more shiny than others again i couldn't tell the difference yeah i'm happy with what what i got i think most people couldn't tell back then you're buying a figure you're grabbing it's it's two dollars we're talking 1970 $1.99 let's just say let's call it 78 that most people got on board with this and for two bucks, for you two were bucks, get... you're getting a print. Now, granted, two bucks, inflation stuff. I'm saying two bucks was two bucks right. even in 1978. A parent can buy five figures, half, almost half the collection for so ten bucks. So to get that, the amount of detail we did get on that size of a figure, because other lines who had toyed with, I mean, even the Mego figures, they basically focused on the heads, and then they made the cloth. Yeah, the dolls the were basically copies, yeah. generic. If it was a male, it was a generic male. And if it was a lady, it was generic. Right. You know, but these female. had to be different. They had to. There's no way around it. Up next, Chewbacca, another tall, large size figure. And you got a lot of figure for two dollars with Chewy. Now the thing the amazing thing about Chewbacca, I think, is the fact that it's a hairy figure molded in plastic and they were able to kinda you give feel you the hair. And the hard plastic seems like it's hairy. And you get eyes that are a certain color there's variations in the color i know some are more blue than others have they made a fuzzy chewbacca now in the modern line i don't not like an thick, action figure furry, size no, i don't okay. think the so. larger size they did but i don't think no, the smaller ones no 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 chewbacca came with a very distinctive gun which came in the early bird kit also the bowcaster not quite the bowcaster purported that he had in the movie right you don't with see the actual, the actual bow but pretty cool and no other figure has that that particular gun again very large size figure darth vader sized in terms of height and like I mentioned before, not too many variations. You might have a different, slightly different paint color, you know, on his bandolier and stuff like that, but nothing that collectors go incredibly nuts over, you know, oh, I got to find that one or the other one. Up next, Stormtrooper. And this generic one, Stormtrooper. Yeah, and this one is really interesting because you wanted a bunch of them. And I recall probably having about eight to 10 of them. Well, this is where the, the term army builder started. Yeah, because you would definitely want more. And, and since, like we said in the beginning, we don't know amounts, we don't know how many they made realistically at the time it felt like the end of my world trying to find like a jawa or something like that <laughs> but the reality is the figures were not hard to find so they probably made lots of them mm -hmm. and now there's always that maybe the female figure is made in small quantities and stuff like that i don't even recall ever hearing a friend or somebody talk about not being able to find can't princess find leia the, can't find the stormtrooper yeah so so every everybody was there that but they probably made more stormtroopers i would guess than you know, than some of the other figures, perhaps. Yeah, they, these were probably heavy packed when they when they packed. Yeah, them. and um, very little and variations. That's, and that's very on this too. actually the packing that would be interesting because short. It's a long a... time ago, and I may have opened boxes in a galaxy far, far away. But I do wish I knew. I wish there was somebody who had the original. Uh, I, I would, I would love. I'm sure there are people who the, have original cases. Uh, the packing list. How were they cased? Uh. Were there was there at least one of every figure? Because I have the boxes. I ha I, I used oh. to I used to get the empty boxes, well, and this I keep is when my the line first started. They're not going to want to short pack anything. They're going to want to obviously. You put the main characters, but maybe you put less. Can, you put less Jawas. Put, yeah. You put did less. We? Or I, did you put one at least one of each or two of each? I think they held about twenty four figures. The boxes. I've never seen a box, but I'm just guessing. You well, put 48 more forty eight figures. I got to remember. You put more of the main figures and you put more of the army builders, but the singles is where you kind of chins out on. I would bit. guess 
when a wave came out, they had at least one or two each if it was 24 in a case. But I have to go home and look, and I, I don't know. But I, now that's something I want to know. Somebody who has original cases that, you know, they they might be able to tell us that. Uh, very little variations as far as I can tell. There might be a little bit of the painting of the dot yeah. might be a little bigger. The eye well, might be a little smaller. Here's what happens with Stormtroopers that you touched upon. Well, people the, who people who played with them frequently, well, if their hands were imperfectly clean, the Stormtroopers picked up the oils yeah. from your fingers that most kids are just have oils from touching their face or anything in the world. And the oils eventually turned the stormtrooper yellow. Well, the oil, in addition to the the well, process, the of, sun and the yeah, and, and, every, and the heat, everything was working against the stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might also have a slight variations in their guns. This is the first time you got to actually get a a, a blaster, a, a blaster that was then used many, many times yeah. on future figures. They have different, like James mentioned. Sometimes they're a little blue. Sometimes they're black, and like even dif- slightly different shades of black. Almost, who cares? It's a blaster. No big deal. I prefer the black ones because they're more But think about accurate. this. There's companies that came out after Star Wars that didn't put the effort in for accessories, and they kind of half-assed it with you know, generic-looking stuff. That blaster kind of looks like the screen blaster. And, oh, and, no, and, yeah. and, and it's It's not perfect, it, but it's, it's good. It's functional for our figures, and it also looks like the screen blaster. Han's gun. Chewie's gun, as we said. They actually look like the weaponry that was on the screen. And they, the fact that they made that effort makes this a, a really, in addition to people loving Star Wars, it makes it a line worth collecting because they did put the effort in where some of those other companies like Tomy and yeah. uh, Mattel and some of these other ones that we've talked about, that the MASH figures. Right. I mean, they, they couldn't even color in the faces. Well, the blasters were great. Some were easier to hold than others some of them fell out some of them had good grips none of these came at least back in the 70s if you traveled with your figures you probably lost a lot of weapons and accessories yeah if you kept it in your home and only played within the confines of this this much and that much of your living room right then you're okay. <laughs> uh, like I like I said, they, they they came with accessories, but none of them back then used to come with stands. So depending no, on what your the figure, stage was for, and then they made another stage that was for, for the twelve backs. That was an action stage, and right, had little, right. But what I'm saying is that levers. nowadays a lot of figures, even Star Wars figures, they come with their own little plastic stands where you can put the peg in the. They all had the peg. Everybody had a peg. Everybody had a manufacturing country, and that's actually and pretty cool too. That they had the little foot peg. I don't think other lines had that at first, I, and they might have copied it down the line for other. I know other Kenner lines copied yeah. it. I'm not sure if if Kenner. I'm yeah, sure, I'm not I'm sure, sure Kenner if... never officially made them, but I don't even know if in the '70s you could buy loose, stands. you know, third party stands for your action figures. Now they make stands now for the older a, Joes and older now. Barbies. They hold them on their legs. It's like a stand that holds like the right. back of their body or their waist. But uh, you know. But I mean, it's it's nice when they when it comes included. But back then they didn't have that. Up next we have. What was first called the Death Squad Commander. And, and you say to yourself, well, a Death Squad doesn't seem very kid-friendly. Well, that but apparently is the, the reason. Death, explain the Death Squad. The Death Squad was who well, who the, uh, administered the the truth serum to Princess Leia. Yeah, it was... That's, that's allegedly who this guy was representing. It's, it's but a he combination was a, he, of... At the time, generic imperial officer. Yeah, just the naval, like what they call the naval they trooper today. They don't necessarily have to be in the Death Star. They no. could be. They were the guys with the Star funny Destroyer helmets guy. in the background of the various Death Stars it's or Imperial It's also questionable scenes. if they got the color of the uniform right. They have a gray uniform, but in the movie they look more like black uniforms. Yeah. But it was a. To tell you the truth, 
after they even changed the name to make it a little more, I guess, politically correct name. Yeah. Because the Death Squad was a little too... They called them the Star... In the 70s, especially, the Death Squads yeah, were actual... The death there squads were Death Squads in some that, Central and, American and, 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 countries. And, you know, they, they, they figured, let's change the name. They then called it the Star Destroyer Commander. Okay, Star Destroyer. Eh, whatever. I think that name change came, though, during Empire Line, because there was no more Death Star, and the Death Squad didn't make sense because it happened in the other movie. So they kind of just changed it because they were the guys in the background of the Star Destroyers. Ironically, this became one of my favorite figures. Yeah. And one of the reasons I think it was because I didn't use him too much, I didn't wear him out as much. So he was always sharp he's and pristine. neat. <laughs> he's He's got a crisp tunic. Right. And I really like that helmet. That but nowadays, giant helmet. Kid, nowadays the, the kids are out there customizing and they've turned him into the black tunic yes and, I and pants that. I, I and that's that. a nice job yeah i mean yours i'm looking at yours right now and it's, it's it i took it should have done that for i Empire. took an imperial commander and i cut his head off and put the to freshen up the line they should yes. have done the black what you did custom they should have done i thought i read somewhere also i could be wrong that at one point kenner was thinking of using part of that mold to do the rebel trooper yeah and that's that we've talked about things the what should have happened we did those things what should have been and that's a giant omission that's one of the first humans you see in the whole right. trilogy and his body could also have been used for a grand Moff tarkin if they went in that direction exactly. one day exactly because you, you got know. part of that that grand Moff uh, imperial uniform type of body there already but obviously they never went in that direction. And um, I like his turquoise. He's one of the very few people who have that alternate color on his packaging. It's that turquoise-ish, greenish yeah. background. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's something we didn't talk about either. The color. There wasn't a real reason for those colors. It's not like, okay, the good guys had orange and the bad guys had red. and the, But that greenish turquoise was just something, you know, it was, it was neat. It was a different color. I think the sand person had a uh, a possible different... Uh, What's also a little bit of a, a tangent that... Could you imagine the actor who they used for the card back? Like, does this guy realize that they made... They use his picture and like, he and could they, show that to everybody? And they're still using it again. And he, he could have been nobody. He's a day hire. I mean, I don't even know if this guy's still alive. And it's like, Can I wonder if he used to sign these let's cards. Let's try to find out who that guy is. <laughs> Who's this actor? Type into Google. We'll find who it out. Who is the actor portraying the Star Destroyer slash Death card. Squad Commander card? Right, right. And let's find out. Let's find out. He should be at a show. Now, as far as variations go, once again, you might have his insignia, his rank might be slightly different, but you, I don't think you're going to find too many crazy, Good crazy variations. They're not all the same rank. Everybody... There Everybody's not equal. This well, there is you go. You can have you can army build on on. A Everybody's a get a cookie. Before we move on to our last one, let's hit the sand people. And there's a funny thing about that. This is a variation that is real. They were called sand person, sand per sand people, Tuscan Raiders. And on the card back, there is a difference like that, and it, it's actually printed. The original card back was basically just printed with some artist rendition and some concept artist rendition of the ships that were coming out. Then they added the actual artist rendition and then the um, the little uh, action stand I told you about. Great so accessory. Between has the, the change of that, it went from Sand People yeah. to Tusken Raider. And I guess nobody knew which way to go because in the movie, they're referred to as, yeah. as either one. They use both. A great it's, accessory. That, you it has a, a slur? You think uh, Sand Person is a slur? Who knows? I mean, uh, in the movie, they use it. So who the hell knows? Accessories. This is a, a unique accessory. Only guy, never like seen Chewy, only guy. They can't fit that in. Nobody can get a gaffy the stick. The closest thing to this was the Rancor Keeper has his own version, but it's different. Mm -hmm. Great accessory. His hands are even molded in a way where he can hold both of them and up in the air. And he can tilt it up or down. Yeah, yeah. Always, that was now, always a guy I could... Rah! 
What's amazing about this figure, as far as variants go, is that there is a variant that I never knew about until maybe about two months ago. And that is that if you look at the face, you have horns yeah, sticking up this. the top. This is, this, uh, this is something crazy. You have eyes coming into the front, and you have these two additional horns under the eyes. Some of them are hollow, some of them are not. Yep. And that, I'm like... How do they even do before. that? How do you have that kind of molding and, and have that, that, but that, that, that tooling? But that's the thing. That's not an accident. That is just a different tool. And I will bet you some of the earlier ones had more detail. And when they realized, hey, we got we to gotta keep this line going, the molds would get clogged or they would have to make new or more molds. And they just said, look, pump it out. Get it out there. That would be my guess. But very detailed. So that is one that I'm, it's one of these things that I'm looking for in case I ever find it. If I ever go to a show, a toy show or something, I look around, maybe there's a $2 bin where I could find one, but I'm not going to spend hundreds of dollars for a hollow tube sand person, Tuscan Raider. All right. Last one from the 12 backs. And very, most important of all, and I'll tell you why, and then you can tell me why. And it's got so much trivia attached to this Well, figure. let's keep it simple because there is so much trivia attached right. to this figure. This is the Jawa. The hardest figure to find as a young child who came home from school <laughs> approximately three o'clock and started calling every Star Wars toy selling store in his area until he finally scored a Jawa and they probably knew me by name at that point. But at that point, there was no such thing as this one or that one. It was just Jawa. Jawa. I just wanted a Jawa. I needed okay. 12 figures. They said there's 12 figures. I had to have all 12 figures. Similar to R2, he's a smaller guy. You're still paying two bucks for it, so... Well, that didn't even occur to me. Did uh, you even care about that? Well... Legend, no. legend has it that this figure was so much smaller than the rest of the figures that somebody who may even have been a Kenner executive said, why are we selling this thing for $2 when we've got Chewy or Vader or these other guys with some kind of action going on? And this is just some little guy. And he was, in reality, a little guy. And he's very, yeah. very petite yeah, when yeah. you see him without his cloth robe on. And while he has his vinyl robe on, he's very... I actually think the vinyl robe is pure Star Wars. I want to see the inside. I'd rather see him yeah, with the vinyl than without the vinyl. The cloth one is more realistic to how he was seen on the film, but I love yeah, yeah. the look of him. I love his color. I love the little eyes. Now, one they of the nice reasons job. why they, that could be true or not, I don't know, that they switched to the cloth is because they figured it's more value added. Yes. It gives you more but material. Think, think about that then. They could make the cloth hood and robe why not give Ben a bigger cloth? Why not give Leia a white cloth well, an hood and robe? It was the, Why yeah, not give yeah. Vader a more clothy kind of robe? I'm trying to think of who else needed a robe, you know? It's chilly out on Tatooine late at night. Well, the Tuscan Raiders could have had a, instead of a, a lot right. of them could have so, cloth. So it probably was somebody said, hey, people are complaining or people are going to complain. There's no value on this $2 guy when they got Chewy for $2. So let's make him look like we tried a little well, harder. So the main variation right now that we're looking at is the fact that you have your vinyl capes and your robes. And I like them both. And I have and I have many of the robed ones and I have one of the Well, the, the vinyl capes vinyl. are, again, one of the most rare things to yeah. find, more expensive, most duplicated uh, I believe my vinyl robe cost seven ninety nine on mine, eBay mine two years seven ago. Bucks, yes, and it was perfectly colored. And right. the gentleman who made it, or, or the group of people who made it, really put their time in because over the years, some of the bootlegs have been poorly made. Well, that's either, the thing. The, either the, with the, copies of Ben, the big controversy is people who or, sell or, you or vinyl cape jowls yeah. that are not real. There were a lot of bad ones over the years, and only now yeah. are the are the pigments and also people who know how to say this is a fake. 
there's a, the vinyl isn't smooth. It's got a little bit of almost like diamond plating. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got a little bit of texture to it, and that's how some people know who are experts, so to speak, and then other people. But I, I didn't care about that. I wanted a representation in my collection of the final cape because I love that was the first picture I ever saw. Mm-hmm. And now I finally have it. And again, as far as the 12X are concerned, and, and sometimes I would say as far as the entire line is concerned, this is one of the holy grails. Just as difficult as it is probably to get a double telescoping anything, uh, Vinyl Cape Jawa is one of those terms well, that Well, I recommend collectors... you kids just go out and buy the 799 version. That's because what I did. More than likely, the $1,500 version could be a bootleg because that's the people problem. are unscrupulous. If that's the problem. The only other variation I've heard is that some some of the eyes might be bigger than others, but that's no big deal. Who cares? At this point, this covers, you know, your first 12. Now, and it was a magical time. I mean, I collected the vintage line from a couple of years ago, the the you know, the vintage collection because I love looking at that artwork. And that's something that it doesn't have any playability, but no matter where you are, if you were in our age group, you ran into that that figure someplace, that those figures on the shelf. And the silver, simple word, Star Wars, the framing of the silver around it, and the different color backing, and the, the name of the, in the picture, the whole thing just, it's like a magical time of when you were a kid. You know, what brings you back? What makes you feel like you were a kid? Is it something you smell? Is it food? Is it a certain person you know, or a relative? I feel that that, just makes it it's when i see that i'm like yes this is fun this is i was a kid then i wish i could go into a store now and just scoop them all up and you know like ralphie wiggum you know he's got his whole box of perfect star wars figures that he accidentally crushed but you know he was he felt special i guess i'm special i am special the only other thing i would mention is the fact that like James mentioned earlier the card back itself, the back of the card, which we already talked about that they didn't even have pictures of these figures. They only had the artist renderings of the first 12. The other thing that they had in these cards, and, and I, I'm saying these cards is because they actually put three different versions, very slight modifications, not even worth getting into right now. But the only other thing they had in the back of those cards were previews of some of the vehicles or accessories that you could buy. And the TIE Fighter is clearly a, a drawing. Right, right. These are, again, we're, we're dealing in drawings right now because they didn't have anything ready. They even had a little demo of how the double telescoping lightsaber worked at yeah. that time. And the other thing that you had was an offer, which is something that continued from line to line of incentives where you would send in a proof of purchase. Sometimes you would get figures. And that, I was going to mention that. That's important. Like, people throw away their card back sometimes. Right. I, anything I bought and opened, I saved. Well, the first one they offered, which was in the back of these cards is a stand a gray stand with actual uh, it's pegs. a piece of crap it's a piece of plastic with another cardboard backing that looks like an, uh, a macquarie type art or a but hildebrand type art. it had the mechanics the plastic had the yeah, mechanics had that they, gears would, underneath. So they would later use on the cantina you put the figures and they can turn they and all, look at like, like they're going to shoot right, each other three or so four if you of them will all turn thing, it's almost like they're doing disco right and, and it's is, dumb and it, it's dumb but back then it was oh my god but, that's but, that's interesting but the kids didn't have anything to put their figures on because if you didn't buy the early bird set right. and get that cardboard stand for your shelf to put all your figures on which I actually did display for a couple of years but there was a second purpose for that and that is for the manufacturer they give you something to stand your figures and it kind of reminds you that you're still short some figures and it reminds you also you need all 12 that, yes you and you need to go buy more figures if you threw them away <laughs> to get these card backs to right. get this uh because at to first, get this proof of purchase at first they offered you 
a couple of proofs of a purchase. General Mills company. No, no. The way it would work for this is to get this display stand, you would send them like two proofs of purchase and a couple of dollars. Yeah. But then they said, or you sent us like twelve proofs of purchase, oh. and we'll give it to you for free. Oh. <laughs> So it's like, oh my God, what do I do? What, you know, all of a sudden you're dealing with a kid who's like a junkie you need to fix. And you know what I used to do? Here's, let me tell you the truth. The God honest truth, because I didn't want to sully my cards, Uh-oh. I would ask friends to cut out the little proof of purchase <sighs> when they, before they, or, or just give me their cards. It started that early, so didn't I it? had a I had a, a backup collection of cards that I could mine for their proof of purchases. Did, did you ever try to cut the proof of purchase and only like the first layer yes, without messing I with the peeled, back layers you're absolutely right with Instead razors of cutting, a number of people would just cut out the square yeah, that's what real. i used to do i used to use a razor blade or it probably was a general razor blade like an not, not an exact knife, knife, right, right, right. and then peel it up like i'm like a, and then it's like a layer of a stamp but I'm, <laughs> I'm, pe- like I'm doing forensics on the back of the back and like and look what was i 10 and i'm that particular about it so that gives you an indication of my collection folks it's pretty 10 year old wants razor blades for christmas <laughs> I, 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 yeah hey ma i need so i need my new collection of blades so i can i do in rails so i can <laughs> so i can cut up my backing boards for free loot yeah i bet it was for that but it, it i yeah, need a credit I mean, card mom <laughs> i i maybe i'm weird that way and that's why i am ding, who ding, i am ding, today ding, 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 but uh, i didn't play with my i had all the toys i had Every toy, one of everything. I still have them to this day. Boxed. Obviously, the ones that are opened are open. You know, I don't have in the card some of the early ones. But uh, <laughs> it's just so funny. There was so much going on with this 12-back line. Yeah. It was just such a, a special time. And it's not like the world was right and everything was perfect. Everything wasn't right back in the late 70s. There were a lot of problems. But uh, if kids can be happy. Well, for a kid. If parents can make kids happy with something as simple as a couple $2 toys, I bet you a lot of kids. That's why a lot of kids, you know still think fondly of them. Yeah, I probably didn't get my original figures until 1979, I imagine. So by the time I got them, I think they were already past the 12-backs. They were already in the second wave. Yeah, you were getting the cantina So I was able to get a whole bunch of Star Wars in one shot. So I never had to do this first wave, second wave thing, at least at first. And I was also never able to, at least at first, do the proofs of purchase you know, get this, get that, get the other. I wasn't able to get some of the the Sears special or this special or that special or a lot of the cardboard made stuff because yeah. I just wasn't around back then. But anyway, this should pretty much cover, as far as we're concerned, the 12 backs. Next time, not necessarily next week, but next time we are going to dip into the second wave that came after this one, which is more Star Wars. It's actually a magical wave. It's a magical wave. And it includes There's also... There's two versions of that wave. That's the thing. It also will include an additional figure that is a bonus preview figure, if you will, of what's coming down the road. But We I'm don't sure, want to spoil that ending. No, but I, I would imagine most of you know what we're talking about, but we'll leave that for next time. So I want to thank James once again for joining me today on our 12-back special, and you guys for listening, and we'll see you soon here at GeekFest Rants. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Years ago, you served my father in the Clone Wars. Now he begs you to help him in his struggle against the Empire. I regret that I am unable to present my father's request to you in person, but my ship has fallen under attack, and I'm afraid my mission to bring you to Alderaan has failed. I have placed information vital to the survival of the Rebellion into the memory systems of the SAR-2 unit. My father will know how to retrieve it. You must see this droid safely delivered to him on Alderaan. This is our most desperate hour. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope.
Vader, I love you. I love you. I love you. Chicken Walker.